Welcome to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast with Julie and Thomas Hobby. We are marriage coaches who help couples with pain points about money, intimacy, and communication go from being overwhelmed to being secure in their marriage. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for checking out our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Let's dive into this episode. Hey everyone, we are currently going through the book, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work by Dr. John Gottman. You can pick up a copy of the book from our website at marriagepuzzle.com books. In this episode, we are talking about how to overcome gridlock. This is going to be principle number six of seven, and we've already gone through principles one through five on episodes prior to this one on the podcast, so make sure you go check those out. Yeah, so those previous ones, um, the first principle was enhance your love map. Two is nurture your fondness and admiration. Three, turn toward your spouse instead of away from them. Four was let your spouse influence you. And five, solve your solvable problems, or we titled the episode Problem Solving. And then this is um, six, overcoming gridlock. And so the best approach to overcoming gridlock is to avoid it completely. That sounds easier said than done. (laughs) Yes, but you, you can do it by following all the principles leading up to this one. So if you haven't been following along with us, go check out um, the previous five episodes on those principles and make sure you're subscribed to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast so you know when we come out with the seventh principle next week. Yeah. Dr. John Gottman's already come out with the seventh <laughs> principle, yeah. so you can go check that out ahead of time if you'd like to, but if you want us to dissect it for you and you don't want to, you know, fully dive in or you don't think you can get caught up by reading the whole book before next week, then uh, make sure you tune in so you can get our take on that episode next week. Um, So of course we go into, uh, we go more in depth on those principles. So um, you'll have some more information about those and our kind of points of view from what we gathered from Mm -hmm. the book. So uh, you'll kind of get, if you read the book, you'll get, you know, his thoughts on all of that. But then when you listen to our podcast along with that, you'll get our thoughts on what what he wrote in the book too so you kind of get two points of view there what we've learned from it and put into practice in our marriage since reading it so um so let's say you're already you know at the gridlock point in your relationship we want to help you overcome it with this episode Mm -hmm. and um let's just kind of get right into how to overcome gridlock because the fact is is that Uh, all spouses have some type of irreconcilable differences in their marriage. But we get stuck in gridlock when we don't allow room to accommodate those differences with our spouse. And the book describes uh, how to know you're you're in gridlock by four different ways. Yeah, it was helpful to know. Like the first one, you might have the same argument again and again without resolution. That would be gridlock. Um, Another reason would maybe neither spouse can address the issue with humor empathy or affection that's gridlock uh three is the issue is becoming increasingly polarizing as time goes on gridlock and the last one is where compromise seems impossible because it means either you know selling out or giving up something important that is core to your beliefs values or sense of self Yeah, and keep in mind that those four things that we just listed are not steps towards getting to gridlock. Those are just all four signs that you might be in gridlock around a certain conflict in your marriage. 
But the good news is, is that no one has to lose, quote unquote, or give in just to be able to overcome gridlock. Yeah, so when you don't fully support or appreciate each other's desires, that's usually when gridlock becomes inevitable. So oftentimes the desires that is at the core of the conflict is not always obvious. And so that's where we're also really big on talking about communication and opening up with your spouse um, about those desires and when you feel tension so you don't get to gridlock. Yeah, and to give you kind of a little bit of a backstory on this book and where where he gathers some of his information from, he's not just making this stuff up. Um, He actually studied a bunch of married couples. I feel like it was like over a hundred. Yeah, he's been doing this a long time. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like he studied like over a hundred couples over 40 years. Like this has been his career is learning marriage and learning what makes marriage happen and what fights happen in marriage and how to resolve them and things like that and so he's he's the real deal and he's got the the data to back it up and so with that being said the book actually gives multiple examples of gridlock that he's observed in various couples Um, but because it gives multiple examples that's why you should go get it so you can kind of have some contrasting examples to compare to your marriage Um, but we're going to go through one example from the book here on this podcast and the uh, couple in this example is named Brandon and Ashley and Brandon Brandon thinks Ashley is too neat and tidy and Ashley thinks that Brandon is just too messy so I mean that's just kind of nature of characters and you know we're gonna uh, see a little bit about why they <clears throat> why they are how they are. So it starts with Brandon. He says, uh, I, I think my wife is too neat and tidy. I can find myself constantly trying to find things after she's cleaned up. I think she is being inconsiderate and overly controlling and I'm tired of it. And um, so, you know, we've talked about uh, appreciating each other's desires around this. And so, uh, his desires within this conflict might be, you know, basically trying to find the core of the conflict, why he's thinking of it this way. Um, he, uh, his desires might be, I want to feel free in my own home. My mother was very concerned with appearances and kept the house overly neat with the furniture, uh, was where the furniture was even covered with plastic. She nagged me all the time to clean up my wife's neatness, uh, and nagging make me feel the way I did when I was a kid. To me, a messy home means, uh, comfort and freedom from criticism. So that's kind of his point of view and where he's uh, where he's coming from in terms of why he thinks, you know, the his wife's neat and tidiness is such a problem for him. So on the other side, her point of view, uh, Ashley says, uh, I, I like a certain amount of order and neatness in our home. I find myself constantly cleaning up, cleaning up my husband's messes. I think he is being inconsiderate and I'm tired of this. So uh, when we look a little deeper at uh, what her desires um, might be around this and why she you know, thinks the way she thinks, um, she says, when the house is a mess, it takes me back to the chaos of my youth. As a child, uh, there was nothing I could count on. For example, I never knew who, if anyone, would be making sure I got to school and back. My dad would forget to pick me up, and I hated him for that sometimes. Then I would get home, and there would often be no dinner and no clean clothes. 
It fell on my shoulders to create all the order and sense of responsibility for my younger siblings. I resented having to do that. My dream is to provide a much healthier family environment for for my kids and my family. To me, order means predictability, security, and peacefulness. And I want that for my kids. Yes, there's so much in those examples um, with communication. And that's (laughs) just one of the examples from the book in this chapter. (laughs) I love how it goes back to even how they were, like their upbringing. We talk a lot about that with our um, coaching clients when we have couples, you know, with conflict or even working on communication skills, like just knowing um, about your spouse's upbringing and the family they came from uh helps you understand so much more about them and their not just quirks but desires that's what we're talking about here so when you reach a gridlock problem you need to make sure you set a time to come back and discuss it when you're both calm and relaxed because then you can open up more like they they did they got to it um and and then you're like oh that makes more sense so as you sit down to do this, you want to detect the desires within the conflict that you actually need to discuss. And then the goal is to reach a compromise. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, to summarize what you just said there, if you've listened to any of our podcasts before, you're probably going to hear a theme here. It tells you to communicate. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if you have not listened to any of our podcasts before, and this is your first time, you're going to hear that as a very consistent theme throughout all of our podcasts. That's something close to who we are is learning how to communicate better with each other so that you can have a better marriage. And, you know, exactly what you said, you have to detect the desire. So that the core Mm -hmm. of this problem, you're not going to talk about, you know, the messiness or the the neatness. Exactly. (laughs) It's why are you, why is that bothering you? Why is this bothering me? So that you can understand the background um, of each other. So, you know, you're going to make sure you're relaxed first. So oftentimes we'll tell couples, you know, when you're going to talk about something like this, it's best to have it kind of pre-arranged. You're not going to just spring it on someone. When conflict happens, you can't really just schedule a conflict, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. That would be nice because they always come up at the most inconvenient times. Mm -hmm. But when a conflict has happened and it's settled down and you decide, hey, you know what? Let's get to the bottom of this. Let's get to the core of this. We tell couples, schedule a time and a place to sit down and talk about it so that you actually show up prepared and mentally ready for that conversation and you're not going to just blindside your spouse with this. So make sure you keep that in mind. And then, you know, we're going to talk, go back to the book again and talk a little bit about how they resolved Mm -hmm. their conflict and got to a compromise. So when you're going to come back and discuss um, the desires within the conflict. So Ashley's desire would be a sense of order and security at home. And Brandon's desire would be a sense of freedom in his own home. So she wants the order and security and he wants the freedom. And so in order to reach the compromise, uh, they have to identify their non-negotiable areas and their areas of flexibility so that they can actually get to their compromise. So in this example, their non-negotiable areas, for Ashley, she says, uh, it says, she can't abide dirty clothes left out, not in the hamper, or a dirty bathroom. 
And Brandon's non-negotiable areas, he can't abide having to clean up his papers right after he's finished with them. So that's their non-negotiable areas. Then we it talks about their areas of flexibility. So Ashley says she can live with some clutter as long as there isn't any dirt. And Brandon says he can cope with cleaning up clothes, dishes, and bathrooms as long as he doesn't have to straighten up all the time. Mm -hmm. And so uh, what they, uh, how they arrive at their compromise, um, and this compromise may evolve over time, but uh, this is the compromise they're going to start with out of this discussion that they're having. Um, they will both take responsibility for keeping bathrooms and kitchens clean. So that's going to be satisfying some of her non-negotiables, cleaning up the dirt. Um, she will not bug him about his clutter more than once a week, but if he doesn't deal with it by then, she will pile it all up and put it all on the floor of his home office. I'm kind of smirking a little bit because I work from home most That's days and <laughs> uh, I, I come home and just find stuff, you know, all over that, you know, I've probably left out in other places and it makes its way to my office and I have to take care of it from there. So I can understand this, this, this point compromise. of view. And so, um, but you know, they, the compromises that, you know, she wouldn't bug him about it, but if it's left in the same place for more than a week, you know, and she tells him it's, that's where it's going to end up. And then he knows like, okay, it ended up here. It's, I left it out for a week, you know, and so on. Um, but their ongoing conflict, like we said at the beginning, some couples are just going to have irreconcilable differences. Mm -hmm. Their ongoing conflict is she's always going to hate clutter. That's a part of her that she grew up with. Mm -hmm. And uh, Brandon will always hate orderliness. And that's a part of him that he grew up with. Or I guess in this scenario, they kind of grew up with the opposite of those. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how it formed them. So, uh. Yeah, that, that's actually a really... Good example for us, you know, like kind of hits home with our opposite tendencies. But um, so that example might be something that resonates with you in your marriage or it could be something completely different. But unfortunately, there might always be an ongoing conflict. But if you fall, if you follow the compromise that you've, you know, communicated about, you discuss calmly and you come up with, then it might help alleviate it. And so... If that, like we said earlier, sounds easier <laughs> said than done um, to just avoid gridlock altogether or even come up with a compromise when you do have gridlock, that's why we are certified marriage coaches mm -hmm. and we love helping um, walking couples through um, exercises. So um, go through, uh, set up a free discovery call with us at marriagepuzzle.com. On that discovery call, we'll do an exercise where we can help identify your strength areas because you do have them in your marriage, whether you think so or not, but we also identify growth opportunities and it might be, this might be one of those areas um, or if you do coaching with us, we might uncover that and have lots of exercises to help you through um, conflict and gridlock and better communication. Yeah. And, you know, we, we talked about the tip that we give is uh, a tip that we often give about communication is to schedule a time for things. And, you know, coming out of this discussion for Brandon and Ashley, um, in our example couple here, one thing we would also tell them is after you've come to this compromise, set a time for in the future 
to circle back and say, okay, how is this going? Mm -hmm. So that way it doesn't just start a fight again if it's not working. You have a time scheduled for two weeks from now, three weeks from now, or a month from now to just circle back and say, hey, how do we think this compromise is working? Do we think we need to tweak it? You know, and and go from there. So that would be kind of our follow-up tip that we would have given them to kind of help the communication along because you can, you just said, there might always be an ongoing conflict, but if you follow the compromise, it might help alleviate it. That's true. But if the compromise that you create, that when you create it, you think will work, if it doesn't end up working, you need to be able to have a time that you're like, okay, we're going to keep trying this until the date we put on the calendar. And if it doesn't work by then, we'll change it rather than just fighting about it along the way. So that would be our kind of follow-up tip there. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast so uh, that you can get notifications when each episode releases, including next week's episode, which will be the seventh principle. Uh, and make sure you're following us on Marriage Puzzle, uh, on social media at Marriage Puzzle. Um, so thanks so much for being here and we'll see you next week. We're together. We'll work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time. See you later. Bye. Bye.